Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Uh, if I remember correctly, you had to take your daughter to school this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want uh, didn't want missing that to be on the daddy wasn't daddy didn't show up list. Well, so you gotta uh, do that. Yeah, now. this is a yeah the first practice I missed. They they actually had to move practice up because Sam Pittman had the uh, the kickoff luncheon. Um, or excuse me, the uh, the Little Rock Touchdown Club, uh, and they moved practice up about an hour. It's normally going to be at, at about 8:45 this week, but they moved it up to 7:50. So it messed up with uh, with first day of school. We still got we had Andrew Ellis there covering practice and and putting all the notable uh, stuff out there. The good news is Cam Ball was back out there. I think that was probably the biggest thing. Taylor Lewis also back out there. So uh, and Andrew Shambly, who who left with a, a bit of a shoulder issue, uh, was back at practice. So. Uh, and Jalen Catalan back out there with the, after the, the family issue. So um, so that's good news that uh, some of the guys were returning. And I don't believe anybody knew was missing. So that's that's what you hope to see. Of course, it was a thud up practice. It wasn't tackle all the way to the ground. So you'd expect to, to come away a little bit cleaner. That's obviously why they do thud up. Well, the one thing that I – did you ask Andrew if he, if he took a jacket? I mean, 72, <laughs> 72 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet that was nice. Yeah, that's uh, it's like 94 or something right now up here in Fayetteville. So, uh, quite a difference with the morning practices. I'm not sure why they're doing the mornings this week, but uh, I guess they just wanted to mix it up a little bit. Maybe because uh, they do have an 11 o'clock game, I guess week two. So maybe maybe get out there and get early and uh, get their get their juices flowing. Um, maybe that's why they they had a little bit early this week because it's the last chance that they'll have to do that with school starting next week. They They'll obviously be practicing in the afternoon. I was told it was for your benefit. For mine? That, hey, I like it yeah. a lot better. Yeah. Well, they were I worried mean, about I'll... you because of you know the long <laughs> days that you've been putting in and all the different yeah. hours. So they, they thought, look, Is that right? we, we got to give Trey a break. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel that's probably spot on. They were probably <laughs> worried about, about me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they switch it up, but it probably has something to do with just wanting to get some early work in for, for potential early games, and obviously the second game's 11 o'clock. So. Did it sound like to you, Trey, based upon – I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reading what you had to say from Saturday and then from what mm-hmm. uh, basically was put forth by the players and so forth was – it sounded like it was kind of a, a 50-50 day. There were moments of success by both the offense and the defense. Yeah, and, you know, they mixed it up a little bit, so it's hard to tell who was doing what against who. You know, they had uh, – they started out first team versus second team, you know, second team versus first team, and threes versus three the whole time throughout the scrimmage. But um, – it sounds like, you know, when you say, like, Drew Sanders had a couple of sacks, Dorian Gerald had a couple of sacks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Jashad Stewart had a couple of sacks. You're like, what what's going on here? That seems like too many. But uh, maybe that was against more second-team offensive line. Of course, we know a left tackle, they're a little bit – I mean, they're a little bit thin. That could have been a big part of it because 
you know, we know that uh, Devon Manuel's been a little bit banged up. Um, and, you know, so he's probably limited out there. And then Chambly got taken out. He's the next offensive tackle. So they could have been down a little bit at, at left tackle with, with some of those sacks. But uh, it feels like overall, I mean, just from the big plays that we know of, I mean, I had KJ with about 250 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and that was just the plays that were like 20 yards or more, you know. Mm-hmm. So it sounds and, – and I'll say this, after the press conference, um, Sam looked over at Kyle Parkinson because Kyle provided, you know, the stats for him to look at and stuff. Um, he said, boy, old KJ had an accurate day, didn't he? <laughs> and uh, so that makes you feel pretty good about, about the performance that KJ Jefferson had. Obviously, you should have an accurate day if you're the quarterback because you know you're not getting hit. You know, I always say your percentage, your completion percentage ought to be about 10, 15% higher than it would normally be in a game just because of that mental aspect of you know nobody's coming and popping you because you're, you know, your teammates. So. Uh, it should be pretty accurate if you're the quarterback. But again, you know the the wide receivers. Matt Landers continues to do big things, and Warren Thompson. You know, they got an interesting problem, a good problem at wide receiver. I mean, you know, we we talk about those top four guys, and then you know from there, like who's going to start among those four? And then you know, you kind of got maybe a, a next tier that maybe Isaiah Satagna by himself in that next group, and you know, Jaden Wilson and Bryce Stevens, and you know, he really likes the young freshman. It seems like to really like uh, Quincy McAdoo also in addition to Satagna. So, and then where does Malik Hornsby fit in with the whole mm-hmm. scheme of things? So it's a, uh, it sounds very positive right now at uh, at wide receiver, and I know they feel good about the offensive. Line. I feel good about their offensive line. I mean, just just the veteranness of it. They've got 95 starts on that offensive line between them, uh, with Ricky Stromberg leading the way with 33, Dalton Wagner with 28. Um, I think Latham maybe about 23, Limmer has 16, something like that. Whatever it is, it adds up to 95. Um, and and Luke Jones being the one guy that doesn't have any starts, uh, but it's still you know redshirt senior, redshirt junior, senior, redshirt junior, a six-year senior. You know that's the starting offensive line. So there's a lot of experience up there. Feels like there's going to be some guys at wide receiver. Maybe it takes a little bit to figure out who's your go-to guy for sure and and all that stuff, or if it's just spread out evenly. Um, you know, you got a guy that can move the ball at quarterback who's got a lot of starts under his belt now. A couple of nice-looking running backs. We'll see when they get Dominic Johnson back. you got to feel pretty good about this offense right now. I do. I, th- I think that they have a shot to be really explosive on offense. And then defense might be a little bit more of a mystery. I, th- I think they've got some good players, but a lot, I think, depends on, you know, health overall. Um you know, linebacker. We, I mean, we think Chris Paul is going to be good, but we haven't seen him in a game really. Um, we think we hear really good things about Terry Hampton. We haven't seen him out there. Jordan Dominic, Landon Jackson. You know, what kind of support are those guys going to bring? Um, you got. I mean, you, and aside from them, you're, you're, you got a whole bunch of new starters on the defensive line. It, it, it feels like those guys are headed in the right direction, but just a lot of unknowns overall. And you know, I think they'll be okay at cornerback. They've got four guys that they seem to really like there. We know Jalen Catalan's a monster. We know Bumper Pool, uh, you know, is capable of putting up huge tackle numbers. And, um, you know, Drew Sanders is another one. Like, is he a great practice player? Is, is he a guy that's going to ball out in the games? You know, so there's there's a little bit more question marks on defense. Um, but there's reasons, I think, to be encouraged overall. The offense, I just feel, I feel pretty good about where they are on offense right now. Trey, how strong is Bo Limmer? Uh, 
I love here's asking that question, Randy. Do what yeah. now? Go ahead. Go, well, ahead said, the, do, go ahead and do the conversation. Yeah. Here's a conversation about Limmer between Brady Latham and Luke Jones. How much can Limmer bench press? Latham, you think he could bench 600 pounds? Ooh. Jones, I think he could. Latham, yeah, maybe over. He likes the bench so much. Jones, strong guy. How much can he squat? Jones, seven. Latham, like 750. That is almost outrageous. Yeah, those are like Olympic powerlifter-looking numbers. Good you gracious. Know, so that's, that's me asking. Those, those are not a third person myself, but those are Trey Biddy <laughs> typical okay. type of questions that okay. I like to throw in there. Yeah, that's me asking about the squat and the bench numbers. But, you know, I asked the linebackers that the other day. I asked Poupal and Drew Sanders the same questions. Who's the fastest linebacker? Who's the strongest linebacker? You know, that, mm-hmm. and even like strongest linebacker, you can measure that in the weight room. And they couldn't, they wouldn't answer me. It's like they didn't want to prop themselves up or diminish anybody or, or what, but they would not answer the question. So I formed the question a little bit differently for the offensive lineman, and it, and it worked. <laughs> time so i got a little better strap no so i think like fans like to know that stuff 20 years ago you know houston nut would put out 40 times and bench press and all that kind of stuff we get all those numbers and now it's like top secret information yeah. that yeah. uh and we don't even get to talk to a strength coach so we can't get it you know from him so i like i think people like that information and so i always always ask about you know weight room numbers if i can and 40 times and and all that stuff i still think that's crazy through now going into year number three that you have not been able to interview talk to jamil walker that's just that's amazing yeah especially when they make all the assistants available yeah all the assistants are available through this this time period why wouldn't they make the strength coach available Mm -hmm. bizarre Uh, used used to we would get we would get an open you know one of the the voluntary workouts in the summer (laughs) Oh, yeah. He would get uh, an opportunity to go to go to one of those, and uh, and then you know interview a couple players, interview the strength coach, and then it started moving to um, the golf tournament, which we didn't have the golf tournament this year, which we should have had the golf tournament. Uh, there's no reason we shouldn't have had the golf tournament this year. Um, it's a great opportunity to you know talk to coaches more casually, get to know each other a little bit, you know. Um, but uh, usually uh, prior to the, to the start of that, we would talk to the strength coach about how things are going. So yes. we didn't have that mm-hmm. this year either. Uh, uh, across the landscape of college football, are, are we headed towards a time where all you're going to get uh, about a program is what they want you to get? Well, in a lot of ways, I mean, you have to you have to have sources. I mean, you have to be able to talk to people behind the scenes. That's kind of a lot of what I hang my hat on is, you know, having relationships from having done this 19 years and the names keep changing a lot. There's not a whole lot of the same people. I was thinking about this the other day. There might be like six people that have been involved with Razorback Athletics longer mm-hmm. than I have right now. And I think five of them are in the media and the other is probably Kevin Trainer. Um, so in terms of like, you know, working the same job and everything, Rick, obviously you're, you're media and, and former media relations guy, but, uh, Randy, heck, you might be, I guess you'd probably be first, <laughs> but people yeah. that are around the team every day, you know, kind of like, you know, every media opportunity and stuff on the beat, on the beat, I should say. Yeah. Um, 
but the names keep changing and stuff. But you got to have those. You got to have sources like that. You got to have people you can talk to, people that trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that I say on this show sometimes that I might say pretty sternly, that you know maybe I've thought and I go to confirm with somebody who's very close, you know, or working for the program, um, that will confirm some of my opinions or suspicions or something or give me some information. And, uh, you know, you don't want to burn or say that, but sometimes maybe if you hear me say something very sternly, that that could be something that I feel, you know, I've got backed up pretty good. Um, but I wish there were, you know, we, we keep moving to more to this professional model. You know, we're moving to basically the, you know, ESPN division and the Fox division. I mean, we're, we're pay, you know, basically paying players now through NIL. The NFL has a better system than we do when it comes to a lot of things, first of mm-hmm. all, free agency, but also access, you know, locker room access after a game, um, ensuring that local media have open practice times before, mm-hmm. you know, during camp, have have ability to go and, and watch and observe, um, you know, ensuring those types of things. And we don't have that in college because there's not, nobody's really in control, basically, but it used to be that way, but uh, if, if college could ever get to a point where they say, hey, you know what, you got to release an injury report, you know, now that we're basically professionals, hey, let's talk about that. A release an injury report instead of, you know, making this huge secret. That's the reason practices are closed in a large part because of injuries, um, you know, obviously plays and stuff like that. But um, that's my opinion on it. And, you know, it used to be too, like, Back when Rick was SID and when Kevin Trainer was the guy in charge, and, th- and things have changed all around college football, Sports Information Department does a fantastic job for the current landscape of college football right now. We get more access than most teams do. Now, your teams yeah. that don't even open the spring up, which I think is ridiculous. And Kyle Parkinson and all those guys do a great job, and this isn't anything against them at all. But um, I'd, it would be nice to maybe have some kind of blanket rules over, over the sport where we could have you know a little bit more access and stuff but it used to be what i was getting to um players would come off the field first of all like houston night he'd do an interview every single practice at the end of every single Uh practice he would do an interview which is i can understand might be a little overkill but that's it was good but afterwards we we tell the sports information people this is who i want to talk to and then i would go and have a one-on-one interview with them a lot of people tell me it's like man trey you ask really great questions in press conferences we appreciate that well i would like it if those questions weren't for everybody to know (laughs) You know, yeah. for so yeah. for my own merit and my own story, and then I have that story versus everybody getting that story because of the questions that I asked. Man, you well, got a couple of callers on the line for yeah. Trey. I don't yeah, know let's you know get that let's get not. to okay. uh, yeah. I've, I was going okay. going there next, Raymond. Okay. Thank you, Savage. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. You got a question or comment for Trey? How's it going on, Trey? Don't be jealous of Bob Holt. You know, you hey, can't get all the good. You know, you can't get all the good. <laughs> I love Bob Holt. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked more questions than Bob Holt. That's for that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Trey, you know, uh, we look at special teams. A lot of times, it gets swept underneath the rug. You know, people want to talk about the offensive line, defensive line, the quarterback, all the you know the high profile yeah. stuff. But who, hey, who, I swept who it under the rug. I, I went over. I went over offense and defense just now, and just didn't even say a word about it. special Absolutely. things. So I'm guilty too. You know, so who's going to show out on special teams? Because, you know, a lot of times they stick to a lot of Mistake. good athletes out there yeah. who really don't know the playbook. You know, but mm-hmm. who's going to stand out on special teams, whether it's kickoff, front return, you know, just kind of break it down just to special teams-wise. And then so, real quick, no, go ahead. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead, Trey. So, Savage, on this, I've been, you know, a lot of times I use Razorback Athletics in a way to put me, like, I find, like, if I think about something I enjoy, like golf or, or, or um, a Razorback football or something, I, it may, Raise makes me fall asleep right pretty now. quick, you know, when I got my head yeah, I think so somebody's think about messing with football, you again, you know, Trey. Yeah, Trey, you're in and out. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, you want to start that one over again? He's not there. You got me now? Yeah, yeah we yeah. got you. Why don't you. Why don't you start that one over again? I can hear y'all. Okay, yeah, you can start okay. that answer. Start that answer so, over again. What's the, last thing, what's the last thing I said, Rick? you remember? Uh, we hardly got any of what you said. Yeah, you barely got started. So you can just go right ahead again. Okay. All right. So what to do is before I go to sleep, I think about something I enjoy. And sometimes it's golf. Sometimes it's Razorback football. And I find it just kind of puts me to sleep. And, you know, I just I sleep in seven minutes. So last night, the thing I was thinking about was special teams. On my pillow, you know, I'm going through special teams. So really? that's good that Savage asked about that. And what I'm thinking about is wide receiver play and how that factors into special teams because the guys that are, you know, kind of down to punt return are Isaiah Sategna and Bryce Stevens. Well, we know that they're probably only going to carry seven wide receivers to travel, right? So in in a big way, I could think that the punt return job could come down to who is that seventh or sixth wide receiver? You know, is Bryce Stevens going to travel he's ahead of Sategna um, right now but I think it's probably going to be Sategna as the guy that travels I just think his he's a little more sure-handed a little quicker so I think that he probably will end up as Arkansas's punt returner it wouldn't surprise me at all even though I know that last year uh, I think Bryce Stevens was a guy that was really pushing there so mm-hmm. we'll see how that shakes out but I think Sategna could end up as the punt return guy kickoff return could be Hazelwood I like Miles Slusher a lot right there could be AJ Green um We'll just have to see on that. But I like Sategna uh, to win the punt return job, even though I haven't seen him do it at all in camp. I haven't seen any special teams work. Obviously, Cam Little, it was kickoff. They, they like the other kicker who, who's on in in camp. They like him. We'll snubbed for preseason All-SEC recognition. He was the second leading uh, kickoff guy, uh, uh, field goal guy, second leader. I, I felt like that warrants preseason All SEC, the second you know leading returner. But they they leapfrogged him for a couple other guys. So hey, I appreciate that. Um, hey, hey, Ray, I think he's probably going to have a really good year, here? and I have watched him some. You bet, Savage. Hey, Ray, talk about the backup quarterback spot for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I know <laughs> it, just. It drives me nuts, me, Ray. Me, I, me you know, too. You know, I know we're not going to – I'm talking about backups. I mean, Dak's the quarterback. I get it. But we're talking about the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys. You can't get a better backup than what the Dallas Cowboys got. Talk about that, and I'm going to get off here, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right, if you would, hold that right. Yeah, till just hold that till we get, till we get Trey. Just through, a few yeah, more moments. Here. Let's talk yeah. to Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, I'll be real quick, man. I'm going to disagree with the last call about his last point. Did he watch Cooper Rush against Minnesota last year? I mean, he was playing with a bunch of second and third teamers the other day. I mean, I mean, I don't – I'm a Cowboys fan too. But uh, I do want to say to Trey, Trey, 
you do ask the best questions in uh, all the uh, press conferences, by the way. Like, they're really good questions, and uh, I always enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not tooting his horn, whoever's laughing over there. Uh, I was anyway, clapping. I agree uh, with you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were laughing. No, I was clapping. No, I no. Trey is great at what he does, man. I, I will say this, though, Trey. Um, you know, I think the big question going into camp for a lot of people, uh, if you remember back when this all started, was D-line and receiver. I do want to ask you, though, um, you know, it's crazy to think, you know what, Sam, and I, every time Sam comes up there to speak, you believe it. And um, every, and it's not just coach to speak. You know, I, I really believe him when he says, the receivers are coming on. And if we got a rotation like that of the pitch, does that hurt the yeah. chance of the league playing more? Because we might not be able to take some of those guys off the field if they're coming on. And I think Malik is going to be playing more. Well, i got to jump in and answer you if I'm going to answer you because right. the music's playing. But I agree with you. I think it, it probably yeah. in there. And why would Sam Pittman blow smoke on that? The only person that ended up looking foolish would be him later on. Mm-hmm. Good point. All right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of hogsports.com.